Hello and welcome to That Park Life Podcast. Make sure if you're listening with headphones on, you're taking the headphones six feet away from your ears. I think that's the rule with social distancing. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm Greg. And I'm Beth. And we're back again. We again are back. Again and again and again. We are back. Uh, so we're doing a cast member chat this week. Yes. And it happens to be a cast member that I know very well since mm-hmm. I'm married to her. Hey, Nicole. Hi. Hey. So before we get chatting away about our, uh, you know, cast member stuff, um, hopefully everyone's been keeping an eye on our what's in Greg's box thing that I've been doing on Instagram. <laughs> As we record this, it was day one. Um, but while we were moving, I found some stuff um, and I showed Nicole a bunch of it, too. There's some old school stuff in the. Wait, uh, she's, she's seen your box. She's seen my box. That's why she married me. So, uh, <laughs> so far, I've been keeping it. So if you've been missing, uh, missing it all, it's I've been saving it on the highlight on our Instagram at that park life podcast. And uh, we've also been using our time to record some extra bonus episodes. So hopefully you guys are liking yes. that. We did a behind the gram and a behind the lens. So this week you'll hear our conversation with Patrick. That's at hunt for Disney with a behind the lens talking about some Disney photography stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is our time to shine because um, everyone's, you know, they need things to listen to and their schedules have really opened up wide. So yes. It's great. This is great for us. It is great for us. So let's talk to Nicole a little bit since she's in, she's in here staring at us. Oh. How's it going? It's going. Good. Okay. So, you know, Nicole and I are both uh, not working right now because we are both cast members and right now Disney is still currently closed. So that's mm-hmm. that's our life right now. No one is loving it more than... Reba. Reba. Yes, of course. Yep. Reba's loving, loving it. it. I think all dogs in the around the world are loving it. All cats in the, around the world are hating it. So... <laughs> pretty much where we're at right now so i know where you work and i know where you have worked but our listeners don't so let's start with your first disney job way back in 2018 2018 when you had your phone interview and they gave you the option of working either at the main street starbucks or tusker house the character dining restaurant in the africa section of animal kingdom yes and it was a no-brainer yeah, for me. Say, <laughs> yeah, before you start to, I want to go back even a little bit before that. Like, what is it like? Apply, how is it applying for jobs at Disney? Because I feel like I don't typically know what the process is. To me, in my head, I'm like, I guess you just kind of have a generic application and then they give you options. Is that how it works? Like, how does that work? So I had gone on to the Disney Jobs website and was looking for things that would be basically entry level. Um, because even though I have a college degree and I have some experience in the professional realm, I knew that I was going to have to start at the bottom with Disney because that's just how it is. Um, I had applied Mm -hmm. for a front desk at a resort career, but was told that I didn't qualify because I didn't have, I had front desk experience, but not specific to a resort or a hotel. So that's what they're looking for for that if you're ever interested. So I was pulled into another category and they asked me if I wanted full-time or part-time. By the way, I had applied, I think, six months before I even got a call. It was December and you got your call in May. Yeah. So it it was kind of just like a long waiting period. But everybody that I had spoken to that was a cast member already told me, like, just just wait it out because so many people apply to Disney. Takes a long time to come through. Um, So I got pulled into, do you want to be, are you looking for part-time or full? And of course, I said full because mama needs uh, that money. 
and the benefits. <laughs> and those were my two options that Four I was presented there. with. Yeah, that I was presented with either a greeter slash hostess at the Starbucks on Main Street in Magic Kingdom, or I could be a hostess at Tusker House in Animal Kingdom. So I very quickly said, I'll take Tusker House. <laughs> yeah, uh, easy there. So I, get it, I guess it is safe to say that they do look at your resume. It's not mm-hmm. a like everybody pretty much needs to get an entry level job to move somewhere else. Yeah, unless I, I feel like in my experience looking at the careers page externally anyway you're either looking at entry level or you have to be like senior vice president of something for like 500 years something special it's usually a specialized skill that you have which i mean that's how it is if you think about it it a lot of companies you kind of have to get in the door and then you get to Mm -hmm. once you're in the door you get to like really tell them and show them what you can do yeah you pay your dues and and that's how and that's how it starts so you started as a hostess at tusker house correct i so i know your stories because i lived them with you but the reason why I want to I wanna ask you these questions is to shed a little light on what it's like to be a cast member. This is a park cast member. So I happen to have never worked in the parks, which I currently am finding to be very fortunate and lucky because I think that the parks cast members really have it. They have the potential to have it really rough, um, especially those who work outdoors. Yes. Or if you think about how many guests are coming in the parks... Yeah. And that's just, and every guest is either potential for a magical moment or for a guest who was upset about something. And depending on the temperature, sometimes it's a lot more angry guests. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really want to hear is a little bit of what your day-to-day is like. So you drive to Animal Kingdom, you park your car. Correct. And then what? Uh, it depends. Well, truthfully, your day is kind of started based on what your start time is. I was fortunate enough that I had an early start time. So I was there to open the restaurant, usually at 8 a.m. So I had to be parked and walking to my location pretty early. If you were there, I would say, honestly, 9.30 on, parking is crazy. Like, Mm. there were very infrequently, but there were times I had to pick up an afternoon shift. And I would be parking in the back of Unicorn. So for those of you who are probably not that familiar with the Animal Kingdom lot, it's uh, it, it's pretty far. It's basically past the cast and parking. There's no tram. Lot. There's no tram, and truthfully, on a day like that, it would take me somewhere between fifteen and twenty minutes to walk from my car to the back of Tusker House where I had to clock in. So wow. yeah, that yeah. So that was that was interesting. So you got be like you've already sweating it out. Like you already have like major pit stains for oh, your yeah. work. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, this was this was a, a day a day at Tusker House was never a glamour fashion show. So um, yeah. But yeah. So that 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 I mean I got really acclimated to all types of weather and had to prepare. My car was literally rain. I was gonna say sleet or snow because I'm used to that, but no rain rain or shine. I was yeah. ready for whatever I needed to have happen. So yeah, and your your specific position works with a system that mm-hmm. tells you what you're doing for the day. Correct. Yes, at different mm-hmm. times of the day. So you'll you'll log in on this computer, and it's kind of like punching in electronically, and then from there, uh, it, it tells you exactly what you'll be doing starting at that moment, and you know sometimes for how long. So I would be as an opener, I would have to prep the restaurant, get it ready, put out all the high chairs, which were disinfected. Every single night, every inch of those high chairs are disinfected every night. So all the yeah. mom, dads, aunts, Good uncles out there were touching those high chairs. Yes, they are cootie free. And even the, uh, we even had to at night wipe down the bar books too. Those things that have the drinks that sit on the tables. So. I have to interrupt your flow to ask you about 
a high chair for a second. Okay. So you mentioned that everything gets disinfected. Hey, why is there a reason why they should get disinfected? Have you happened to see anything while you were in, working at uh, the restaurant there at Tusker House? If you're asking for a gross number one or number two story or yes. anything yeah. like that, I do have that. Um, okay, so I'll spare you the number twos and the vomit stories because the I mean, <laughs> you can, I guess maybe your Patreon fans can ask for that. I don't know. Um, but I did have a family once who, as I was greeting them, you know, it was their time to be sat. I walked them to their table, gave them the whole spiel. The mom mentioned to me that they, one of their two small children that they had had a, uh, a very severe food allergy that was not notated anywhere. So, of <laughs> so of course, my first thing was I need to get this fixed ASAP because this is a buffet and I want to make sure, you know, my location yeah. is covered. I return with everything that I need and their small child is standing on the chair at the table. And now this kid's probably four, maybe five. Full on peeing. (laughs) Just peeing. Like, and this isn't like, oops, a trickle. This is like the floodgates are wide open, standing, peeing on the table, the chair and all over the floor. She was watching. The mom you just was watching the, her yeah, pee. You're just watching her pee. So I like, came no, back. No, don't do that. No, That's no, not one bit. Not one bit. I mean, she was the mom was looking at her daughter. I was looking at the daughter. I honestly, I had to turn around because I started laughing. Like I was in such yeah. a state of disbelief. I just started laughing. I couldn't believe. <laughs> like I actually couldn't believe what was Gosh, happening. So like. What do you do for that? I mean, you call custodial for a code U. That's that's code for urine. Um, <laughs> and uh, you. Get it fixed and tell them have a magical day. I mean, I don't know what else. You just kind of yeah. on with the show. When the line Greg, is too I'm- long, you bring the Cali River Rapids ride to the restaurant. Yeah, that's how that's I right. feel. So I was going to tell you, Greg, you would be so proud of me because Code V is vomit, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, we were, I don't even know if I told you about this. I, I think it's when we went to wait for um, Rise of the Resistance, but we were like waiting on the side for tower of terror or mm-hmm. rock and roller coaster and this poor kid just like vomited in the middle of literally this huge crowd and he vomits in the middle and everyone oh, yeah. spreads oh yeah immediately so i like ran up to the front and i was like so code v in the middle of the thing over here. <laughs> they were like oh god so i was like there i was like you see all the people scattered in the middle they were like yep i was like you're gonna need to call someone so <laughs> they called somebody. i was like code v code v yeah <laughs> Yeah, speaking anyway. the language. So yeah, they do clean it up and they disinfect. Uh, oh yeah, and you have to call because there's a whole procedure because you know that's like hazardous material, so to speak. I guess so. Yep. You get trained on how to how to deal with all that stuff because when you're dealing with tens of thousands of people every week, that's just it's yeah. just the nature of the game. Lots of kids too. I mean, kids pee and poop everywhere. Come on, y'all. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, it. It happens. listen, everybody does it. I have yeah. never done it in a restaurant like that. <laughs> I know, but I guess, I don't know. When you got to go, you got to go. You got to go. So Um, the uh, system that spits out what you're doing for the day, I know it would tell you to either do like hostess or cedar just because I know all about you. But what are some of the things it would tell you to do? Uh, One of the things that it would tell us to do is, well, we could have the option to have it tell us do was called Magical Moment. So that would probably be maybe like a 15, 20 minute segment where you could grab like a pin lanyard, like the stock house lanyard for pin trading from the manager's office or just walk around and just your job for that specific length of time was to look to make a magical moment, whether it was something as simple as pin trading or just interacting with the guest and asking them about their day. So if you're if you're nice and please everybody, it's it's a good time to... Remind yourselves to be nice to everyone, but 
please be nice to your cast members because they yeah. really are sometimes even like their job is asking them to look to go make a magical moment. And it's yeah. so easy to be inspired to make a magical moment for a friendly guest or a nice guest, or you see a guest doing something nice for another guest. Be nice because it pays off and we do notice. So they do notice. And I, I do want to, I know that you have a little bit of like a history lesson and things you learned on Toscrest, mm-hmm. which I want to come back sure to. Do. But um, something to keep in mind is. I know from being home and waiting for Nicole to get home from work that sometimes she was force extended, which means let's say you're off at 3.30, they need you till five o'clock and then boom, you think Mm. your shift is over, you're around the time it's time to leave and know you're staying an extra 90 minutes. The reason I bring this up is I don't know how often the general public is aware of this and in general, like I know you're on vacation, you're probably not paying attention to the shift durations of the cast members, but Mm -hmm. it's a long day. It is a long day. That's a long day. I typically, as a full-timer, would be scheduled for about eight-hour shifts, but it was very frequent. (laughs) Very frequent. It was was so (laughs) frequent that I would be scheduled for or get force extended or asked to extend into 10, 11, 12-hour shift. Yeah, so so how does that work? Because what if you were like, "I, I have something to go, like, I already have plans it, they ask you or they're legitimately like, if you don't do this, you're getting fired. It depends on the situation, honestly. it I mean, it depends on how dire it is, um, whether it's like how many call-outs you had for the day. You know, maybe it's a holiday season and we're just like swamped. So a lot of times um, people, I guess, I don't want to say like coordinators, I guess they're like the equivalent of a regular like assistant manager would come up to you and ask you first if you're able to then if things get really tight then they'll they'll force extend you which is Hmm. they have to let you know i believe it's 30 minutes at least 30 to 60 minutes before the end of your shift so you can make arrangements on a force extension to you know someone pick up your kid or go walk your dog or something like that yeah so that fortunately did not happen to me too many times um But yeah, but yeah. Do they I, have? I mean, do they have other people that they can ask? Like, do they kind of just go down their list to begin with, and then it's like, it? I th- oh yeah, well, so and so said they would stay, so you're fine. To leave. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of times that you kind of your assistant managers know who's going to be willing to for you know to extend and yeah. stuff like that. And I know, I know a lot of times seniority came into came into play. You know, yeah. starting with your full timers and then your part timers and then your poor college program people. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. You worked with characters. I did. There. It's a character dining experience. It did. Tell me a little, or tell us a little bit about that. So at Tusker, I had the distinct pleasure of working with Mickey, Goofy, Donald, and Daisy Duck, because it is Donald's Dining Safari. And if you're, if you're interested, because I would get these questions all the time, well, how come Minnie's not here? Where's Pluto? So it's Donald's Dining Safari. So of course he's going to have Daisy there, because that's his number one girl. And then Mickey is his best friend and their pal Goofy. So for all of you who are losing sleep over this, that's why those are the four (laughs) characters at Donald's Dining Safari at Tusker Minnie's outside walking Pluto. Yeah, Minnie does like to help out every now and then. In the kitchen. She does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then I'd see Mickey on his cell phone calling Minnie. She'd be like, (laughs) how's it going? How's it going, honey? And they have amazing outfits. They do have amazing outfits. outfits. So so they're all dressed for Safari. It's... uh, it's quite interesting about every I can't truthfully I can't remember how frequently they did like their little celebration 
but they had a song yeah. and a dance and they would parade around the whole restaurant and the song was led by the quote owner of Tosker House. His name was Papa Rashid. <laughs> I didn't know that. Who is Mama that? and Papa Rashid. That's not just, know that. We've if, eaten there so many times and I've never picked up on that. Okay, so you're going to have to go back after this episode and eat there and just like, I'll give you like bullet points that I've jotted down, things to to look and listen for. But, but yeah, we, during the song, the, you know, they sing about Jombo Jombo means hello. Yeah. So they be, you know, be friendly. It's led by, the guy starts off the song by saying, you know, hello, I am Papa Rashid. So it's just uh, a voice. Yeah. There's no actor. Yeah. Okay. Correct. I was yeah. like, wait, how could I yeah, not no. notice there was an, okay. Yeah, was like, just a voice. people? <laughs> just a voice. But yeah, he says it right at the beginning. I would love for you to share some of your magical character moments. And I'm not talking about with guests, how you <laughs> personally interacted with the characters. Because before Nicole tells you, Beth, and you may have known some of this, um, ultimately what Nicole's experience and time at Tuscarest did was make her what I call the character whisperer. So now when we do character meet and greets, she, I don't know what it is, but she just knows exactly what to say to them to get them to go nuts. Like in a good way, like to yeah. get them like super animated, to get them super into it, take the best photos. Maybe you should do some classes because, you know, I'm terrible at this. I'm like the most awkward when it comes to characters. So. Well, all you got to do is just talk to them. You know what I mean? They're, they're there. Um, and by the way, if you're wondering why the characters don't speak back to you, it's because they're saving their voice for their performances. They don't like to talk. Right. And yeah, and then when, you know, if they talk to one guest, they're going to have to talk to everybody. And they really like to preserve their voices for their songs and dances and performances. So that's why, that's why they limit so their speech. So what is the key? What's the key to being the whisperer? Uh, I you usually, know what to ask? I usually like to go in with a topic before a meet and greet, <laughs> things that I like to say. Oh, no, I will actually think about what I'm going to say in advance because yeah. the more you give them to work with, the more they're going to play into it. They love it. Think about how many times, you know, Mickey will go up to a guest and it's just the regular, hey, we sign my autograph book and can we take a picture? Hi, Mickey, how's the clubhouse? But if you go in and you're like, Mickey, we came to see you today because we know you're going on vacation. Things are getting crazy around here, but I'm sure you and Minnie are going to have it on lockdown. You know what I mean? This place is going to look great. I'm so excited about the castle. Do you think it's going to be like so nice? What are your thoughts? Like if you go in and give them stuff to work with, they're going to go crazy. I have to interrupt you. That exact thing, Beth, that she said is almost word for word how she introduced herself to Mickey when we did the town square Mickey meet and greet like the the, the last day before the parks closed. So this is real. This is a real life stuff she's giving. Well, I I wanted to say hi to them before they went on vacation. I know they're going to be, you know, working, but, you know. I think that's what's helped me at the restaurant because, I mean, I've talked about this. I'm super awkward with characters. But I've, I just try to think of things to ask them about. Like, usually I'm commenting on Daisy's shoes or her eyelashes. Like, I'm like, girl, where you begin that mascara? Because I need the hook, <laughs> needs the hook up. And so this last time, I came back from getting food and Daisy was taking a selfie with Doug at the table. And I was like, uh, excuse me. And so oh, yeah. she was like, oh, God. Like, she was like, oh, my gosh. Like, she got caught or whatever. So then when Donald came around, I just told on Daisy. I was like, look. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to start any drama. But Daisy was trying to take selfies with my husband earlier. And he was oh, like, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> oh yeah absolutely yeah it, it does help i think to have things to like ask them about yeah it makes me feel less awkward yeah that's, that's a good plan just good idea they're your pals just talk to them like you would anybody else you know they're just there to have fun and they want to make a memorable experience for you so 
live it up yeah play it up starter pack things would be uh, compliment something about their outfit or tell them you're excited to see them or just tell them you're excited about something and they usually will get the ball rolling for you yeah Mm -hmm. i think one of the advantages i had was since i worked with them so often i kind of got to like quote speak their language and understand Mm -hmm. what they were trying to communicate to me and to other guests on a on a like pretty quickly so you know that was nice and sometimes i feel like they're trying to communicate with me and, I, and so then I just feel stupid. I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> so then it makes me nervous because I'm like, I'm so sorry. No, no, don't worry. They're there to have fun. They understand. I need for people to hear a little bit. If you can remember some of the shenanigans that they would do with you. So oh, I'm not talking God. about with guests. So it's, you know, maybe in between cycles because, you know, the, the characters got to rest a little bit. Mm-hmm. So or maybe before it was opening, like I remember Donald or Goofy were either hiding things on you or. Oh, OK. Yes. That kind of stuff. I, yes. So there is one particular um, portion of the restaurant where it, it's kind of like a ledge, but there's a window with thin metal bars in it. So I'm standing there overlooking the restaurant, just kind of like leaning on this ledge next to Goofy. And he looks at me. And kind of like motions like, watch this. He takes the bar. Like he, I don't know how he knew that this bar came out of the wall. It wasn't <laughs> supposed to, but it did. And yeah. he literally pulled the bar out of the wall, put it in my hands and ran away. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm sitting there like just trying to shove this thing back into the, I, I don't know. It, it like liken it to like a banister, like a, a railing in the banister, like just came out and I, I was like oh god I think- your manager turns around and is like excuse me Nicole. yeah <laughs> yeah and what am i supposed to say like go- i goofy, goofy did it did how it. ridiculous <laughs> there was one time when i was i i, I actually t- turns out i had the flu but i didn't know it at the time i wasn't feeling well and i was like oh i, I you know i can't i don't know if this is just like a, a fleeting feeling or should i be going home and I came, I, I ended up coming home, leaving work early because I was sick and I was crying. I was talking to Greg and I was like, I don't know. I just, I didn't know what to do. And I was just sitting there talking and Goofy was like, go home. And he, Greg was like, do you realize what you're saying? And I was like, well, what do you mean? He was like, you just told me that Goofy told you to go home. And I was like, well, yeah, I did. Yeah, he did. He pointed he did. to the door and made a motion. And yeah, like, made a motion like he was drop kicking me like a football yeah. or something like that. But yeah. It's pretty cool, I guess. Um, yeah. Were there instruments involved in the celebration? Yeah, they had is, like little shakers. Is that shakers, the thing that, that like Donald had a moment with? Oh my God. So Donald was notorious for taking, when when, when Donald was having like a moment and didn't, and didn't want to be like doing whatever, he would take like the, it's basically like a little maraca and would yeah. lean out the door and throw it into the bushes. <laughs> And I would be like, Donnie, are you kidding? Like, are you going to, you better go get that. I'm not crawling back there to go get that. Which, oh my God, would constantly like be, if you were standing outside and, you know, near a window that was, you know, inside that he could look out at, he'd bang at the window like he was trapped in there, like, (laughs) or waving hi. Daisy was also very, very known for, um... If there was if there was a, a guy in the in the crowd that she took a liking to, she would follow that person when they were leaving. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They weren't supposed to walk outside, but sometimes she did. Or she'd like lean out the door and like reach longingly for them and <laughs> yeah. it was really funny. There there were really a, bu- a truly a bunch of characters. Mickey was always super yeah. sweet, super sweet, excellent dancer, I must say. But Donald really it was during that time that Donald won my heart. He really did. 
Jeremy. He's your favorite. Uh, yeah. I, I, I never, I mean, I always liked Donald, but the relationship that I formed with Donald at Tusker House, is that this is this ridiculous, but whatever, um, yeah. was just, just so special. I, I would get kisses blown to me across the restaurant and like just, just hugs and in the mornings when we would be standing there getting ready to open and the characters would come out on stage, there yeah. were times, and I will never forget this, that specifically Mickey and Donald would just rush me and just literally just slam right into me and hug me good morning. Like, uh, yeah. So now, and then the, now the only character I see at work is my husband. So. Oh boy. <laughs> Bald, goofy. But, um, so for, I just, and I, I wanted to make sure you talked about the character stuff because I know having seen you come home from work frustrated at either a long day, because sometimes you were outside in the heat. I mean, direct heat, full on heat exhaustion, which is a real yeah. thing, not made up like I originally thought. And uh, the the highlight of it was the characters, and it yes. definitely changed you as a guest. Yes. With how we interact with the characters, and I'm getting there, I'm warming up. I'm not. I can't. I don't think I can operate at Nicole's level, but getting there, getting yeah, there. I don't know if anyone can operate at Nicole's level yet. No. And it's, you just, just got to be around them. You're just not going to catch up. No. Yeah, that's true. No, you just got to be around them. And uh, truthfully, the best part about my role there was seeing, no matter what type of situation a guest was in or whatever whatever the scenario may be the smile the genuine smile and joy that people of all ages everything mickey brought specifically mickey you know we had guests with like extreme special needs come up like couldn't even speak and mickey would walk up to them and this guest we i remember guests would literally start just being so overjoyed that they couldn't speak, but they would cry because they were just yeah. so happy to meet Mickey. I don't know. That's that's the thing I'll, I'll never forget is just how happy they make people. And they're looking to make you happy. So mm-hmm. just talk them up. Chat them up. Uh, we mentioned earlier that I wanted to come back to a little bit of the information you learned about your area. So when we had mm-hmm. Mitchell and yeah. Amanda on for our first cast member chat, so you're number two. You're number one in my book. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. A book that'll never get published. Mm-hmm. And... um. So they brought a little bit of their area history to us. They, I know we worked. They worked in the attractions at Hollywood Studios, Star Tours, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, that area. Um, so what are, I know you learned some things about the Africa section, or maybe Harambe. Correct. Yeah. At at uh, Animal Kingdom. So give us some bullet points. Some bullet points. Us. Okay. So this is going to be where I kind of like dive into the Imagineering side that I was told and literally trained on as a cast member at Tusker House. So. If you're anything like me, you're going to enjoy this little bit of, quote, like history lesson. So if not, whatever you fast got, forward. whatever, <laughs> either fast forward or just listen, because let's be honest, you're all quarantined. You got you got time. So uh, Tusker House is located in the Africa section of Animal Kingdom, specifically the village of Harambe. And Harambe is a word that comes from a Swahili word that means let's pull together which mm. obviously pretty appropriate. Yes. It's a mythical place. So Harambe doesn't actually exist in real life, but it is a mythical place that's supposed to be a blend of African nations specifically. Like if if anybody really wanted to know, it's supposed to represent a blending of East Africa. Okay. So for all you... Uh, East side? Yeah. <laughs> so Harambe is a tourism town. People come to visit the Harambe Wildlife Preserve, a.k.a. the safari. So this, Yeah. Um, and the... Quote, tourists come to stay in the town, which is made up of Tamu Tamu refreshments, Tusker House. Tamu Tamu, by the way, is means uh, 
sweet or very sweet. And that's where you get your Dole Whips. Oh. oh. Yes, Tusker House. Yeah, but that's sweet, sweet. Yep, that's yeah, sweet. Exactly. That Tamu Tamu. Um, the fruit market, basically that whole section is is the, the village of Harambe. So specific to Tusker House, which I know Greg had asked me to do a little uh, deep dive on, you have first, most importantly, you have the Dawa Bar. And uh, Dawa is comes from a Swahili word that means medicine. Mm. So you put two and two together. It's a bar, medicine. It's basically like slang for like a strong, boozy drink. So um, and that's exactly what you get there. And attached to that is the Kivolini Terrace a.k.a. the check-in area for Tusker House. It's kind of like a covered area. And ironically, the word Kivulini translates to shaded place. Uh. It's, there's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very in-depth research went into this, I'm sure. The reason I'm laughing is Nicole yeah. would come home beat from the sun, right? Yeah. So like, uh, yeah. although it is shaded, it is still so hot. Yeah. It's I hot. mean, it's yep. 95 degrees out and 90 or more percent humidity in Honey, July those fans August. do nothing except yeah, keep they, your they, BO moving, okay? Well, and they just blow the hot air on you. Yeah, <laughs> that really honestly does not help. But anyway, so if you're, if, if you sorry if you haven't been to Tusker House, but if, if you have, so you have, when you're looking at it, you have the Dawa bar basically to the far right. In the center, you have the check-in area. And off to the left, you have a little bit of a walkway eventually will take you into Pandora. But then you have a wall that overlooks some water. And right mm-hmm. there to the left is a cannon. And that cannon has some obviously fake cannonballs um, that are there because Harambe was in its past a trading port. And that was part of their defense. So mm-hmm. when you continue to walk past the check-in booth, and you make a right around the corner and you're heading towards, you're approaching the front doors of Tusker House. There's a tower there that's also a watchtower because they needed security to defend themselves. Because mm-hmm. it was a trading port. Sorry, is this super nerdy? Or it is nerdy, but like... It is nerdy, but... There's no okay. way to know this like by no, looking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So, okay, I'm glad. Um, Tusker House is a restaurant that's basically part of Hoteli Burudika. And I'm sure you're familiar with Burudika because they're the kick-butt band that plays outside. It well, is. played played plays rip, rip. stop um they're amazing they're by the way. There, right no i think their last performance i thought was before the closures no i thought every live all live entertainment is yeah gone. i think all uh, live entertainment is kind of on hold so but you can go on youtube and watch them and they have um they actually have albums on itunes they do <laughs> they do i don't know why i can't remember the name it's not under burudika i'll um Oh gosh. We'll look it up. We'll look we'll look it up. We'll yeah. look yeah, that's a real deep dive, but they do have some bangers on iTunes. Anyway, so uh Hotel Burudika, which is basically Tusker House, means be refreshed. And that hotel was supposed to be targeted towards younger tourists, like in their early twenties, to come and stay there for a brief time while they're, you know, exploring the safari in the local town. Um mm-hmm. when you first enter the restaurant through the main doors. Like right there, just stop once you take your first step in and you're going to look up onto the second floor to the left. There's kind of a, I don't want to say altar, but for lack of a better word, um, an altar kind of like an homage to Joe Rohde, who is an Imagineer who played a very instrumental role in the development of Animal Kingdom. If you if you don't know him, you should take a couple of minutes and research. Um, but you'll see... Up on that second floor, right at the left-hand side, you'll see um, uh, ma- uh, signs that say Joe Rody, but it's not spelt like his name. It's spelt. It's kind of like a 
like a combination of his first and last name kind of put into one word. So it's it's kind of like a it's it's there, but it's not exactly his name. Um, but it's it says really just a big each earring hanging down. <laughs> Can I tell you, there's actually a sign that says Joe Rody masks and beads. Also earrings. And yeah. like that's that's the thing. That's the joke. Yeah, um, because it, it is true that Joe Rody actually went to different parts of Africa to, you know, mm-hmm. do some research. And some of the artifacts when you look up in that particular part of the restaurant are real artifacts from Africa. That's a true yeah. story. Um, the other artifacts around the restaurant that are accessible to guests obviously are replicas, authentic, you know, very right. authentic looking replicas. But the ones up there on that, quote, altar are are his. Um, so the, the dining room at Tusker House, there's four different dining rooms. You have your main buffet area. And then so in that buffet area on the second floor in addition to the joe Rody thing you have you'll see like hotel rooms mm-hmm. some of them will have lights on mm-hmm. some of them will have like little um marketplaces so that's kind of just like the commerce area of mm-hmm. the of the hotel slash town and so the four dining rooms there's a safari orientation center so when you first walk in you make your right that big dining room it has a map there if you look up kind of like set into not not the ceiling but higher up into the wall you'll see the different names of different um like safari tourist attraction companies mm-hmm. people that you know other companies that run safaris in that area right. um the uh, the other room that you have is the artifact room so if you go through the main dining room straight back to the back of the restaurant it's artifacts that are supposed to be from the harambe cultural museum you'll see like the spearheads on the ceiling Mm. different paintings pictures things like that um to the left of the main dining room it's called the cast there call it the blue room and Mm. there's actually a story like a fake story behind it that they don't encourage us to tell guests because it's kind of like a so they say that the room is blue because the people of Hotel Burudika had to clean it with lye and the lye stained the wall blue. This is obviously a fictional story, but this is just like how right. in depth the imagineering portion of this, like in this restaurant goes. Yeah. Um, but they encourage us not to tell guests that because they don't want people thinking that it's actually stained from <laughs> chemicals. <laughs> yeah. But that is part of the story. You're breathing it in. You're yes. breathing it in. Yes. Yes. So that's why the blue room is blue. Blue room is blue. And then um, when you first enter the restaurant, if you make an immediate left, there is another smaller dining room there that's often overlooked. That's quote called the school room. That's where the safari driver drivers would get trained, supposedly. Got and you're going to see a chalkboard in there translating Swahili yeah. to English and back and forth. And that is the only room that has the only hidden Mickey at Tusker House. Which is what? Oh. So when you first walk into that room, immediately on your left-hand side, you're going to see a board that looks like it's handwritten. Not the chalkboard, the board before it. There's literally just a hidden Mickey at the hmm. top of it. That's the only... Huh. Only actual, really Greg-approved hidden Mickey. By Greg-approved, that means because sometimes you'll find like a a collection of circles that could possibly be like an abstract Mickey, but it's really yeah. just a coincidence. Yeah. So when Nicole says yeah. Greg-approved, that means it's actually intended to be a hidden Mickey. Yes. If you look at the door handles on the front door of the restaurant, there's like deb- as Greg would say, a debatable hidden Mickey <laughs> on there. But the the yeah. one in the one in the schoolroom is uh, okay. Is all right. The actual Take a word for it. Um. Oh, and the last thing that I had for my nerdy segment was if you stand outside between the check-in booth and out of like outside of the front doors in that area there, you're going to hear a woman singing 
you're going to hear a baby crying and people talking because those are supposed to be the guests that are staying at the hotel. And if you stand there for at least yeah. at least 10 to 15 minutes, you're going to hear different cycles of different people speaking in the hotel on the second floor. I feel like no matter where you stand at Disney, chances are you're going to hear a baby cry. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to hear people speaking in different languages. Well, honey, this is a guarantee. If you're not hearing enough babies cry in yeah. Disney World, stand there for 10 to 15 minutes and I promise you, you will hear a baby cry. So, it's super early in the morning. So yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. So that that's that concludes <laughs> my nerdy deep dive of the history of the restaurant. So you're gonna have to to go in and look. Oh wait, one more thing. Can I tell you? One nope. More thing? Sorry, time's no, up. No, no, no. no, Your no. Time okay. is up. One more thing. You off. So if okay. you look, if you look in the main dining room on the floor, I don't know if you've ever noticed stones or rocks or or part of like concrete bricks that look like they were broken and worn down. So that hotel used to be, quote, a fort. It was like a fortress, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are the former walls of the fort that were broken down. And you'll see that, like, type of broken down brick in the concrete throughout the entire Africa section. You can actually see the perimeter of the, like earlier fort that was there okay gotta go take a look okay. yeah, yeah yeah trust me this all makes it maybe just wait until you go back to animal kingdom and listen to this and it won't <laughs> sound <know>. so dry <laughs> but we're most likely going to be eating back at tusker in november granted the world doesn't explode before then but or um, implode yeah. one of the two Ooh, are you doing breakfast yeah or breakfast or dinner we always do breakfast really i've never done any any other meal there honestly because we love breakfast so much it, it's so good if you want a pro it tip is. now I, I haven't worked there in a while but Assuming they still switch over from breakfast to lunch slash dinner oh, yeah. at eleven o'clock, make yeah. your reservation yeah. for ten thirty, maybe ten forty at the latest. You'll pay the breakfast price, but you'll get both. Yes, yeah, we did that the last time, not even knowing it, or like two times ago when we were with his family, and we were like, "What is happening? Oh, oh it's yeah. the switchover. We didn't realize that because mm-hmm. it was like somebody got something, get some of that, and then I went out there and it was gone, and I was like, "What? Where?" How is it gone? Like, how is it just gone? Yeah. So then I realized it was because they're doing changeover. Load up on your breakfast items first round, then go back for lunch. I've got a deep question for you. Oh, God. Okay. Mm. What do you think your dream Disney job is? We've heard all about your time at Tusker House. Okay. But what's the future of Nicole look like? I want to be a fairy godmother. A professional fairy godmother. Like the the one that dresses up and... I mean, everybody loves a, a good outfit, but... I want to be an anonymous magic maker for people. So Mm. I think the easiest way to explain it is if you're familiar at all with what Taylor Swift does with her fans is like she'll follow. She actually follows them on social media and sees what they're what they have going on in life. If they recently just, you know, got into college or are going through something kind of rough and they can need a kind of need a pick me up. Um, I would love to be just super low-key undercover in tune with guests or disney vacation club members and mainly like everyday people and try and make some magical moments for them behind the scenes so you want to be be, the disney taylor swift (sighs) that's my takeaway i mean i don't know what what would your disney name be (laughs) i wouldn't have a name i wouldn't want people to know it was me it's she without a name the the fairy godmother but but you would have but you would have a secret name that only we would know about well i'll 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 tell you off air but um the only stipulation is that i have my my office has to operate out of the dream suite in the castle 
I thought you were going to say it go. has to operate in a pet-friendly way because you can bring Reba with you. If I'm in the castle, nobody's telling me no not to bring yeah. your dog. Okay? <laughs> She'll be like, I dare you. I dare you, Carl. Dare you to say. <laughs> There's Carl again. Um, yeah, so you're not... So how long were you with Tusker? Because I wanted you to talk a little bit, too, about what it's like transferring within Disney. Okay, so I was with Tusker for about nine months, and that was a... I was full-time, and that was a union position. It's optional to be in the union, but basically everybody who is working in the parks, food and beverage, entertainment... Attractions. Attractions. Those are custodial. Those are union roles. So when I applied for... Um, this was an, I, I believe the application was internal because it was, you, yeah. it was an internal posting. Not yeah. that where you could still apply external internal, meaning it was for Disney cast only or yeah. it was to so the non Disney cast. Yeah. So there's a system within that you can correct. Yes. There are job postings into. available only for current cast members to see. Gotcha. Um, so once I applied for and attained that position at Disney vacation club, I went from union to non union. Which was a which was a little a little tricky, but and part time, yeah. And I and I mm. went down from full time to part time for a while, but the transition was. I mean, really, the only thing I had to to worry about on a day to day basis was I just had to go to costuming, get my get my new costume. Yeah. Which I mean, as visually offensive as the Tusker House costume was, it was <laughs> so comfy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I shorts I and a big tunic. Like- yeah, it's like, man, that would actually be pretty comfortable. Do you have to give those back? Yes, you do have to give those back. Okay. They are chipped with an RFID chip in there, and they oh are gosh. issued to you. Yeah, so if you don't return it, costuming is going to know that you have it, and uh, they make they sure know that you exactly pay. where it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not paying to keep that tunic by any means. Yeah. So I probably shouldn't admit this, but often the belt that I'm wearing is actually my Disney costume belt, not my own personal oh. belt really oh, there you go oh yeah the belt that i wore like today when we went out no it's that's my it's not my belt that's my costume <laughs> belt Are whoops it's a great belt your rope belt <laughs> just kidding how many costumes do they issue you so if you're full-time you get one costume per shift so five maximum okay. of five part-time is a maximum of three gotcha yeah you're not necessarily responsible for laundering your costumes no. they will take because i've seen i've seen it where in, in certain areas, and in a safe way, this is not like a, a, a public indecency thing, where I've seen a cast member clock out of their shift, take their costume off, they had clothes underneath, yeah. um, and put it down the chute and walk out. Yeah. And then the next day, you know, they're either they have another set at home, or they're going to pick mm-hmm. one up on their way into the work. Because oh, I just don't want because depending on your role, sometimes if you're in like yeah. a food and beverage position or something, you might get a little dirty. And maybe you don't want to bring the dirt of the parks home to your personal washer and dryer. Or maybe you don't have one because you're in an apartment or whatever. Or you're a a college kid where there just isn't one available to you easily, maybe. Yeah, they make it very easy for you. And costuming is a whole different experience going into those buildings, too. But (laughs) it's really neat. Yeah. It's really neat. So I want to know, what is your best advice for anyone that's trying to apply for a cast member job? Be patient. Don't don't take any, any no or maybe as something personal because I feel like there's a right role for you out there and when it's meant to happen, it'll happen. Like I said, I had to wait six months to even hear anything. I I had to wait six months for them to tell me, no, sorry, you can't have the role that you applied for. So just keep Mm -hmm. applying. Know that you're going to have to start at the bottom. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you've got a a PhD in, in pixie dust. 
You got to start <laughs> yeah. at the bottom and it's going to be, a, I, I can't speak for all roles, obviously, because I haven't, I haven't worked all roles, but working in the parks or food and beverage in general, I feel is, is difficult. You're going to put yeah. in a lot of, um, a lot of miles. I used to walk, I, I used to wear a pedometer every now and then. And I actually went back and looked at pictures of kind of like my all time highs the highest, most amount of steps that I walked. I can't remember if this is just during my shift. So when I parked my car, walked to my location, worked my shift and walked back, or if this encompassed my entire day. But on a daily basis, I was walking anywhere between 20 to 33,000 steps a day at work. At work, honey. Yeah, yeah. And in case you need to put that in perspective. Putting it out in the 90 degree weather. <laughs> to, according to Google, one mile is equivalent to 2,000 or 2,500 steps. So you do the math. I think the yeah. highest I ever I ever walked was about just, yeah, 33,500 steps at work. And then she had the nerve to complain she was tired when she got yeah, home. Yeah, and then had no, to come right? home and like, walk the dog. Well, and I feel like I'd be starving all day because it's like you're burning so many calories. Yes. You know, that, on that your was, shit. Oh, yeah. It's like, I, how I, can you eat enough food to like incorporate, you know, to like oh, last set, you that long? Yeah. I actually really, I had to eat a lot. A yeah. lot. It was crazy. I felt like a bodybuilder who was not fit. <laughs> You're like, what is that protein? I don't know. Give it to me. I just need to eat it. <laughs> I get the, the, honestly, one of the pluses is that I could literally eat whatever I wanted whatever and I wouldn't gain weight because I was just blowing through calories like yeah. crazy. But be nice. Be nice to your to fellow guests. Be nice to cast members. If you're outside and you're hot and you're tired and you're hangry and your feet hurt, you know, you have the choice to be there. Please be nice to to cast members and feel free to thank them for what they do, even if it's just checking you into your dining reservation, because mm. a little bit goes a long way. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us a little bit yeah. and talking about your cast member life. Cool. At Tusker and You're elsewhere. Wait, can I tell you one? Oh one, my God, one she's more got thing. a list got, of things. I, I got a corny joke for you that I wanted to end <laughs> okay. with. My favorite corny joke. So okay. I would. We I love would, the corny joke. Okay, I would love to ask guests if they had done the safari that day, yes. mm-hmm. and they would say yes, and I'd be like, Oh, that's amazing. Did you see? Did you happen to see any hippos? And they would say yes, and I'd say, Oh, that's my favorite. Did your safari driver happen to tell you the difference between a hippo and a zippo? And they'd say, well, no. And I would say, well, luckily I know the answer. Hippos are pretty heavy, but the other's a little lighter. See, <laughs> and a Zippo note, is a brand of lighter. <laughs> if you have to explain the joke, it does make sense. No, no, that's awesome. That's one's, cool. One's pretty heavy and the other's a little lighter. Got it. Right, I think repeating it is the key to comedic yeah. timing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all you right. just wait for it. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out and I'll see all you right. later. Because Wake you know, up we... all your guests from their uh, their coma. You know, we, we live together, <laughs> so I'll see you later. Cute. Bye. <laughs> You in the other room. And now Nicole is making a grand exit. She is taking her bottle of water. And hold on, is Reba out of here too? Yeah, she's out. Oh, Reba is out, and Nicole is closed. Okay, now she's gone. Let's talk about right. her. Don't you know that Reba is her shadow? Come it on, it's true. Yes, it's legit. Oh, all this cast member talk. We got distracted. We got to get back to our regular stuff. So let's do some news. Let's do it. News nuggets. Dip them in your sauce and put them in your mouth. This might be the lighter side of news for a little while as we uh, yes. navigate through the weirdness, basically. Um, something that Disney's been doing, and I think a lot of people, you notice people on Instagram, celebrities as well, are doing a lot of like virtual things or ways to unite people together with certain activities. And Disney Parks blog did one too. 
they posted a bunch of links to online classes uh, where you can learn how to draw some of the characters. Um, so the obviously the main one would be how to draw Mickey, and they do a couple versions of Mickey throughout the year. Um, some of the other characters that you could go on and and see the how-to video for uh, Genie, Tinkerbell, Baymax, Stitch, Pascal were a few that I can remember. Um, it's it's really cool. So just from the comfort of your own home, sit on your couch, get out your piece of paper, and learn how to draw these things. This is part of their hashtag Better Together series of things mm. that they're doing. Cool. Uh, the only one I got for today is that Walt Disney World is uh, um, Central Florida's community by donating excess food to the Second Harvest Food Bank. Um, this is all during their temporary closure. I did not know this, but um, the Disney Harvest Program at Walt Disney World, they collect and distribute more than 823,000 pounds of prepared unserved food annually. Wow. Um, it says and supports Second Harvest work serving more than 40 Orlando area nonprofits. Um, and this last year alone, they donated uh, one million. It's like one over one million meals to people in need. So basically, they they already do this this whole thing, but they're donating even more food now. Which wow, that was a question I had because I'm like, think about all the food that they have that's going to be sitting around. Hopefully, they can donate it. Which this is like proof that they are because I'm like, if they're closed, you know, a lot of stuff they can't use because it's going to go bad. So I'm glad that they are finding ways to to do that and it's the unserved food one thing i learned about nicole when she was working there is the served food so the part that had been handled um that goes back into separate um garbage containers and gets recycled and part of it is actually used for the fuel for the buses oh wow this whole big circle of life so if you've looked at the back of the disney buses some of them have a green sticker that says either the word renewable on it or it's got like a mickey with like a recycling logo that's a bus that uses partially food recycled gasoline that is crazy. Interesting, right? Love it. Last yeah. uh, little news item I have is at this point, we can already watch Onward at home. So yeah. another this is another instance of Disney releasing a theatrical mm-hmm. movie early. So you can download, you have to pay for it um, for Onward now. But starting April 3rd, it'll be on Disney Plus, which is awesome because I don't have yeah. to pay God, for it now. Wait. Yeah, I'm, I'll wait. wait. Like, it's like at this point, it's like less than two weeks or whatever it is. So I can wait for that. I can wait for that. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of uh, movies are going to be doing this, the whole like streaming thing, because they don't really have an option otherwise. Yeah, and the, then the theaters aren't of, even open. Yeah, and then there are some movies that have just said, you know, we're going to postpone our release date, mm-hmm. so they have that option too. So I think it's going to be a busy fall with yes. the, uh, movie releases. They're going to release movies on different days of the week now, not just Friday. It's going to be Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, it's gonna be crazy. All right, let's go back in time a little bit and talk about some history. Although I feel like we got a mini history lesson just on Tusker no. House, although fictional. Um, we could talk about some real history. So want to kick it uh, kick it off for us? Sure. I'm gonna go all the way back to 2016. Wow, what a time um, traveler! I know, right? 2016, Aerosmith singer Steven Tyler celebrated his 68th birthday by riding the rock and roller coaster at Disney's Hollywood Studios. My God, did his toupee fly off? When he, because I want to say he spent some time in the studio, like he actually was in the studio when people walked in. Wow! But I didn't realize it was his birthday, so that's kind of cool that he did it on his birthday. He came in and did a couple, like so people would people walked into the studio and he was actually standing in there. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool, but I didn't realize it was for his birthday, for and his then also birthday. realizing how old he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a little, he's up there. He's up there, but he, he can is still up rock there. it out. He can still rock it out. Uh, I'll take us also to Hollywood Studios, although then it was Disney MGM Studios. 
You know it. Hashtag not my MGM. This was in 2001 when the Sorcerer's Hat debuted at MGM yes. Studios. Uh, of course, it replaced the park icon, which was then the Earful Tower. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't meant to last, as we know, because it didn't. Um, it was just right. meant to be a part of a celebration. It wound up lasting 14-ish years. Yeah. Uh, it was removed in January of 2015. So we're now five... It's been five years since the hat's been gone. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but I, I guess it is. Yeah. And I like the hat. Did you like the hat? I didn't mind it. I just think that it's, it was always a little strange to me that it was blocking... Yeah. An iconic scene of right. Hollywood Studios. Like the whole point was for the Chinese theater, and it they've done things that have blocked it constantly. Yes. So that is that, but it's like there's no other place that they could really put it. No. Well, so or I maybe not, it, but, but yeah. they could have, if they wanted to, they could have put it somewhere else. But I get it, because yeah. if it was the park, park icon, it needed to be in the center. But they never really yeah. did anything with it. In the beginning, they had some kiosks there that give you information and stuff, and then it became a pin trading spot. But like, there's a pin training store in Disney Springs. You know, like, that's really nothing special. Right, right. Well, and I'm like, where are these things now? Are they just in a warehouse somewhere? Or did they, like, take it apart and pretty much trash A lot it? of times they do take it apart and reuse parts, but I don't specifically know if that went somewhere or... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's part in Tron right now or something. Who even knows? It could be. Who well, lo- even knows? Learn <laughs> uh, If you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe. Head over to iTunes. Give us a review over there. Of course, you can follow us on Instagram at that park life podcast. You can follow you can me. Follow- oh, oh you, you can follow Beth first. At- Pause there. And I was like, oh, is it going to be me? <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at Lost Princess Printing. Greg, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at the Disney Greg. Mm-hmm. And of course, head over to thatparklifepodcast.com if you want to suggest some things. Um, we've been uh, recording a few extra behind the gram, behind the lens. If you want to suggest someone that you want to hear us interview, that's a good spot to do it. I did post on our Instagram um, a couple days ago now if you have any suggestions. And people were giving some good stuff. People were aiming high. I did okay. not reach okay. out to the Disney food blog account to see if they wanted to come on. I yeah, just well, figured... I just figured what's I I know what rejection looks like. I don't need to be reminded. So I didn't. Maybe they have a heart for the little people. You just don't know. And a little behind the scenes, there are some people who I thought would say yes that said no. Oh wow! Some people that I think are like nice and I follow and I'm not friends with, but like we've interacted a little bit. And I just got they were like, no, we're not. We're just not interested in being on a podcast. Like, okay, cool, live your life. Um, so just know that I am. (laughs) If you suggested it, I am trying it. Uh, and I have no live your life, crush my dreams. It's all good. Yeah, Whatever. no big deal. Moving just, just I mean, the world's ending. Why throw a little podcast That's a bone? Right. Right. Who cares? Uh, anyway, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you yeah. next week, and we will see you next week. Tune in for some of our bonus stuff. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Okay,